definitely the clarity and taking ownership of your time and and to conquer that clutter and and take that 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the day and bring mm-hmm. the family together and have fun and you know make it part of your life and there is no perfect home and even once an organizer steps foot in your house it's not going to be perfect at all times because we're all living life just realizing we're all human we're all living space spaces are gonna come apart yet again but then (laughs) just knowing that it's possible to maintain and we can bring it back together Hey friends, Hannah here with the Practically Well podcast, where I will be bringing you amazing holistic guests to educate, inspire, and empower you to live your healthiest, fullest life in a practical way. As an acupuncturist and coach, I believe that the mind and body are deeply connected and that when we can tap into these natural reservoirs within ourselves and heal, anything is possible. So it is my goal to bring you a variety of transformative topics and practices to the table in a simple, digestible way so that you can break down old barriers, seek out new holistic methods, and up-level your mindset and life so that you can get wherever you want to go. It is all in your hands, and I am here to be your guide. So let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to another beautiful day on the Practically Well podcast. I am joined today by Jessica Trini, an amazing entrepreneur and professional organizer who helps her clients create productive solutions to make home and life more effective, efficient, and functional. So in today's discussion, we're going to be chatting about all things organization, your home, your mind, and your life and how all of these areas are incredibly linked and can vastly improve your overall wellness. So let's welcome Jessica to the show. How's it going, girl? It's going great. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and share these experiences. Um, Like you said, we're talking about organizing. So organizing is not just about the physical, but it's about the mental too. Absolutely. I'm super, super excited to dive deeper into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you would, just as a kind of jumping off point, I'd love it if you could introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, um, kind of on a general level, cause we'll dive deeper in a moment and just kind of what led you to this current career path that you're on right now. Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, my name is Jessica Torini. I am a mom of two girls, ages eight and 10. They keep me busy and they have lots of fun together. Uh, I'm a wife. I'm a mompreneur, which is new and exciting for me. So prior to this, I was working as a surgical assistant for a group of oral surgeons, and I was very organized in that business as well. So I've been organizing friends and family for about 20 years, and I was just getting burnt out with the the surgical assistant, if you will. And I just needed a change. So in January of 2020, I started doing some research, came across a Facebook group called Jumpstart to be a professional organizer, started working with the admin of the group one-to-one. I got my LLC in February of 2020, and in July of 2020, I picked a date, stuck to my guns, and I resigned from surgical assisting. And in August of 2020, went full-time into my business, had some projects lined up, which is fantastic. Things started to slow down with the holidays, but then picked up 
again, once I started diving deep into the networking piece, because I love to build those organic relationships with my clients and collaborate with fellow business owners and see how can we help each other out and further, further along business. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's how we met through little small plug for NRG. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's yes. the networking group where we met and it's been a, a wonderful group of people and so many connections to be made. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. And I love that, you know, you started this business in 2020, you know, I'm sure that was, even though you can do virtual things, I'm sure that that was, you know, a big, exciting, maybe a little scary leap, but obviously it's just, you know, with persistence and, and passion, it's, it's really flourishing for you. Yes. Yes. And anything's possible, truly. Um, it, it was definitely an interesting time because as I mentioned, I got my LLC in February. So really it was right before everything really hit hardcore and shut us down in March. So I wasn't doing a whole lot right at the beginning, but, um, I was just kind of working on the back end of the business. And then my first client, my first official client was actually in June and that was a master closet. We had a lot of fun. I saw a lot of emotions afterwards because she was just absolutely blown away by what I did for her. And, um, that was really exciting. So kind of reeling back to the mental health component, you know, we have these things, but then they, they can clutter our minds so easily. So it's not just the cluttered spaces, but then we have the cluttered mind. So when we have a space that's clean and tidy and we can visualize that, it touches us on that emotional level and it just makes us think differently and we have a different perspective. And, you know, it just makes things so much better and helps us to, you know, keep that clear mind at all times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, what, what is the saying? It's like, you're, it's something about your environment having an impact on your mind, but it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like a clean, clean space is a clean mind or something like that. Yes. I'm probably butchering it, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's, it's so important. And actually the thing that I always talk, you know, talk with my client, my coaching clients about if organization does come up is, I say, you know, like, you know, when you walk into a hotel room and you're just instantly relaxed and they say, yeah. And I'm like, why do you think that is? And they say, I don't know. And I say, well, because when you're walking into a space like that, think about the lack of clutter, think about the clean lines, think about the, you know, new or neutral tones. And just the fact that there's not stuff everywhere, like that's your mind isn't having to identify subconsciously every little thing in the room and everything's just kind of put away and has its place. And so your brain can relax in a way that it can't when you walk into a room or a house or a space where there's just, you know, SHIT everywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very daunting. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is come home and look at a mess that you have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So a great quick tip for that is, you know, when thinking about being fresh in your mind every day is take a look at your space, whether it's a home office, your brick and mortar, um, wherever you may be. Maybe you're just in the living room playing with your kids and everything just is disastrous in the moment. Well, take 10 to 15 minutes of your time, set a timer, get the family involved and get it cleaned up. Um, get all hands on the deck. It just makes it so much easier. You can make a game out of it, especially with your little ones and just have fun with it. And yeah. then just get yourself into that routine each and every single day. Take 10 to 15 minutes and clean up your spaces, De- delegate the spaces to your family members, uh, bring a friend along and just, just get it done. So, you know, you wake up in the morning and you are, you have that clear mind and you have a fresh start at the beginning of the day mm-hmm. and you're not coming down to a sink full of dirty dishes. That would drive me bananas. 
from yes. a personal, <laughs> personal level. So I, you know, I do my part to, to help with that, but, um, you know, and just realizing it's not just you and your stuff, but you know, everybody has their part in it too. Mm-hmm. So just realizing, you know, raise your hand when you need help. There's always somebody there for you. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about like when, let's say I was your new client and I, you know, needed help with many different areas of my house. Like, how does it work when you're working with a client and what kind of stuff do you do and how do you lead them through that process? Yeah. So everyone's different, but we all have that starting point. So if I have a new client, we're starting with a complimentary console. I do complimentary for everybody, whether it's virtual or in-person. Again, it's nice that I have that virtual component. Um, I personally like to do things in person. Again, it's just more uh, of a connection with my client, but virtual is totally fine too. And if you're willing to do the work on your end, I'm happy to be here and give you the guidelines. So we would walk to the spaces in your home and see, okay, what's really daunting for you? What can you handle? What do you like about your home? What do you dislike about your home? And just kind of get a, a bigger picture. You know, what are some of those underlying things that are causing things to be the way they are? Um, do you have a, a room that has been a guest room prior, but now it's a storage closet and everything is just shoved in there because it was to be dealt with at another time. But now here yeah. we are 10 years later and it's still just a room full of junk. Yeah. So we go through that consultation process and figure out, okay, where are we going to start? What makes sense? And I like to start with the spaces that we're in daily. Um, the kitchen, for example, the living room, you know, your home office, these are spaces you're going to frequently be in. So you want to definitely make sure those space that you're in frequently are tidy and then we can move to those other areas maybe the guest room you're not using as often um the basement I know a lot of people might use their basement for um a family room or a living space or a playroom or they turn that into their home office so but just thinking about those key rooms that are essential for you to kind of have at peace so that you can be at peace working through your day and then when we're tackling each of these spaces I just keep it, it's broad and it's simple. So we're tackling different areas within the room. So if you want to quote it as zones within the room. So let's just say we start with corners and we've got four corners to this basic room and we've got A, B, C, and D. So we're going to start at A and we're just going to come full circle to D. We're going to, t- we're going to start with that first corner and we're looking at that, that clutter pile, if you will. And what's in this pile? What can we donate? What can we sell? What can we keep? Okay, so now we figured that out. Now we're going to put the donate and the sell pile to the side. And now we're gonna hone in on that keep pile. So now that we know this is gonna be a combination of things, we're gonna further subcategorize that. Okay, now we know we're definitely keeping these and we know what these items are. Now we need to find the home for these items. A lot of times my clients have those home spaces for these items. And sometimes we might have to go searching for them. So creating new spaces, using the spaces that they have, the items that they have, we don't always have to go and throw down lots of money to get organized. Um, a lot of it's just kind of purging and downsizing. So once we find the homes and everything's put away in its place, at that point comes in the maintenance. So once I step out of the picture, then it's gonna be up to my client to do their part to maintain it. So like I said, just kind of taking 10 to 15 minutes every day and picking up after yourself, or even as you go along throughout the day, just making a point to, you know, when you come in the door with the mail and your jacket, you're not tossing your jacket to the side. You're not throwing the mail pile off to the side to stack up until the end of the week. Deal with it right then and there. But even if you can't, for example, with the mail, we have a basket right by our front door. 
So the mail that needs to be tended to will just go in that basket, but either, you know, the end of the night or maybe even the next day, make it a point to look through the mail, get that put away where it needs to the, the essential, the non-essential, all that crap mail that we get that just needs to be recycled. Yeah. Um, and just kind of go from there, um, you know, and the jackets and stuff. And like, when we think about, you know, hats and coats and who knows what we need for today for the weather that could be changing, you know, from one day to the next, but um, you know, your, where did your jacket come from? It didn't come from the floor. It didn't come from the couch. <laughs> you have a closet in your house. Um, or if you don't, where do you typically keep that jacket? Go right to that spot and hang it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So kind of going through all the items, sorting them, finding them new homes, and then keeping that going essentially long-term. Just keep it simple. Don't overthink it. And it can be very daunting to look at this room full of all kinds of stuff, but just tackle it little by little, little projects and little projects make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like so often people need, you know, I think a lot of people need services like yours because things do build up over time and it can be really daunting. And so when it is daunting like that, we, and we're just by ourselves, we think, oh, I'll just, I'll deal with it tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes next week, next month, next year. And so having somebody, it's almost like hiring a health coach, like having somebody there to kind of hold you accountable, get things started, give you ideas and keep you going in a way that maybe you could have gotten to on your own, but you're going to get there in a more fast, effective way in terms of getting to whatever your goal is, whether it's a clean home, a new habit, you know, a new skill, what have you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that you said accountability because I, I like to consider myself as an accountability partner for mm-hmm. my clients or, you know, maybe I'm working with a single mom and they don't have family around. Um, just to be that friend there to kind of hold their hand and welcome to the process. And even mm-hmm. after I'm gone, they can easily go grab a friend to help them and to kind of hold them accountable. Um, but I just love for my clients to know that I'm always there for them and they can always re- reach out to me. And just because we finished our organizing project doesn't mean that our relationship ends. Yeah. You know, it continues on and there's going to be other things that come up along the way and however I can help them and, or it's, it's completely unrelated to organizing. Um, I have such a huge network and I met such wonderful people and I'm collaborating with so many people. Um, I can definitely go above and beyond helping them um, outside of the organizing. So, yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. And I, I mean, I feel the same way with my clients. I'm like, I always want to stay in touch with you. And, you know, there's, and there might be ways that if our work together is done for now, maybe down the line, something comes up and they still have that connection that, lifeline for whatever it is to, to go to and, and get that support again, if they need it. Absolutely. I mean, we're developing such deep connections with our clients, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from your perspective and mine, and it's again, not just kind of like the physical, but the the mental and the emotional, and we're changing lives. Mm -hmm. Each and every client, we're changing lives. And it's just so thrilling to see the changes in your clients from, you know, they're, they're mentally drained. They, they just, they just don't care. Their hands are up. I, I just don't care anymore. I'm not happy. I'm just miserable looking at this mess. And then, you know, the next thing, you know, you're finishing the project and they're on the verge of happy tears. Yeah. And, um, you know, just the, the commentary that they make about, you know, how life is so much easier. And um, I, my one client who's the full house project, 
she said that once we got her daughter's room all organized, we actually switched the guest room and her daughter's room because her the guest room was a bigger room than her daughter's. And she now has her own kind of like cocoon. She, got, she loves to stay in there and hang out. Her and her mom will spend time together there and have their quality time. She keeps it clean. The other day mm-hmm. when I was at my client's house, she's like, my daughter's actually cleaning her room. She never cleans her room. Oh. And she's just so proud to be in there and just have her little team about her space and yeah. um, just things like that. And, you know, bringing the family together because they're not divided by the clutter. Mm-hmm. have their space to, to kind of relax and come together and just enjoy being free. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it's, it's so amazing how our stuff or lack of stuff can so drastically change how we feel in day-to-day life, you know, and, and that's one of the many reasons why I wanted you to come on this podcast is to talk about, you know, we talk about so many wellness concepts on this podcast, but our physical space is such a reflection of what's going on in our minds. Right. And so when we can clean that up, we're also cleaning up our minds. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, the question that's coming to mind for me, for you now is what is like the psychology behind what leads someone to have a lot of clutter in their house? Like, is there anything in particular that you feel like causes someone to to be in that situation in the first place, like anything that people can possibly relate to? Yeah, I think there could be a variety of things. I mean, it could date back to, you know, well, when I was a kid, you know, I lived in a space that was, that's cluttered and that's all that I knew. So I didn't know how to clean up after myself, or maybe there were a series of events or, a family member got sick, so they're taking care of this family member, and it was just put it to the side, put it to the side, put it to the side, I'll deal with it later. Or maybe the client has their snowbirds and they, you know, they have the house that they're in regularly, the house that they go visit every few months. Um, with that being said, I had a client that they were mainly in Delaware, but when COVID hit and we were shut down, they were in their Maryland house. And their Maryland house had turned into their storage house because they were in Delaware and they had this beautifully built home and that's where they spent all their time. So things were just tucked down in Maryland and forgotten about. Mm. So now they're in this space where they have to deal with it. It's in their face every day and they don't have a choice but to deal with it. So I think there could be definitely a lot of um, a lot of things, whether it's related to family or some kind of specific event, or um, I think about even a family member passing and maybe you can't even step foot in that room to even deal with that. So that goes on a much deeper level. Hmm. Um, you know, whether young, old, how do you how do you get through that and 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 open that room up? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so many layers. Yeah. Um so once, you know, kind of taking it from that was kind of the the site the mindset beforehand in terms of after what kinds of, what kinds of shifts do you see? And with, I know you've mentioned it a little bit, but kind of diving a little deeper in terms of how, how this, this service and this concept can just be so beneficial to people. Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is just kind of clarity on, I can breathe. I'm here now. I'm present. I can enjoy being in my home. I can enjoy being in my workspace. I can work more effectively and efficiently. I feel like I'm getting more out of life. I feel like I'm living my life to the fullest and I'm not being 
controlled by the clutter and the chaos and I'm finding balance and I have the energy, um, just so many different factors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a life-changing thing and I think it makes you feel good in so many different ways, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite thing about what you do? Um, definitely just seeing that, that end result for my clients, um, seeing it in their eyes, hearing it in their words, and just, just knowing it's made a difference so they can live their life, um, peacefully and they're so much happier and they're so lively. And it's, it's not just that one client, but I know it spans out to their whole family, um, and their communications and how everybody's kind of feeling and the people that they're surrounded by, um, they're going to be influenced by. Yeah. It's that ripple effect, you know, one, one person feels better and then they spread that to somebody else. And it, it's, what does that movie pay it forward Yeah, where, where you exactly. keep, keep that ripple effect going. Yeah. That's yes. wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we brought this up in the beginning, correct me if we, if I'm wrong, but what originally got you into the concept of home organizing? Cause this obviously wasn't your first career. Exactly. And I've had several along the way. So it's funny because I always used to say, well, I'm still figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. And then my daughter hears me on my Zooms and she's like, well, you're already doing what you want to do right now. <laughs> so that that's just a, an adorable little insight. But ever since I was little, I love to rearrange things. I love to clean my room. I love to help my sisters clean their rooms. And over 20 plus years, I've been organizing friends and family. And it's just something I've had a natural knack for. Mm-hmm. And something that I just really enjoyed doing. It's for me personally, it's therapeutic. Um, and I just, I have that creative mind. I'm a Pisces. So it just kind of flows naturally. And I thought about it about 10 years ago initially to become a professional organizer. And at the time I was nine months pregnant with my now 10 year old. <laughs> and, um, you know, just kind of put it to the side, went back into the surgical assisting. And I can't even put my finger on what it was specifically that drew me to do the research again, but I remember being in a nail salon of all spaces and, um, you know, just, I'm like, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the research and, and get started and see where it takes me. And lo and behold, it was right before COVID. And, um, here I am now doing the business full time. Uh, I made the leap and, and I'm running full force. And continuing to grow and expand my business, which is really exciting because there's so many different routes I can go with this and so many different people that I'm collaborating with. Um, So, you know, not just the home organizing, but the commercial organizing and helping with packing, unpacking, staging, interior design, monthly organizing maintenance. So the clients that might struggle to keep up with those systems or they just simply don't have the time, I can help them Mm. with their systems in place or there's been a tragic event and it's just not working for them anymore. I can come back in and get them back up to par and, and they can continue to live life and do what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it it sounds like there's a lot of different offerings within under the umbrella of home organizing that people can seek out, you know, like the, maybe a couple rooms, maybe a whole house for like the initial project. And then it can be a maintenance thing or, an as needed thing. What is the commercial side of it? Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of home offices, but I can do brick and mortar as well. So if if it's filing paperwork, if it's the physical items within the office, things are just kind of crazy. Um, Especially as things are starting to open up now, we're getting back into the offices. 
Um, was there any kind of system in place before? Do the systems need to be different? I know a lot of people are doing the hybrid, so they're going to have some of their um, employees on, on site. Some of them are going to be at home, making sure the systems match. What's, what kind of system does the employee at home have versus the employee in the office? Hmm. Um, to keep everything in the same flow. And again, comes back to that effective and efficient uh, workspaces. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is the most important like thing you get out of being organized? Um, again, that, that word I keep bringing up, it's just is the clarity um, mm-hmm. and getting yourself into that routine of things, um, setting the time daily, uh, routine is definitely a big part of it too, um, which kind of ties in with that, that maintenance piece. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whether it's the same time, same place, or you're doing the 10 to 15 minutes in the morning, 10 to 15 minutes in the evening. Some of us like are bright early birds and some of us are night owls. So doing, finding what works for you and keeping with that routine because everybody's different and not the, and I say custom systems for me, for my clients, because this, there, there is no one system that's going to work for everybody. Everybody has different needs and everybody has different things and um, just figuring out what works best for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when you said everyone has different needs and different things, the thing that came to mind for me is when you're working with somebody and finding the things to keep and the things to give away or throw away or whatever, do you ever find resistance in terms of like, oh, I don't want to give this away or maybe there's an emotional component, but they know they need to give it away. And how do you kind of coach them on that or, or work around that so that they can feel okay with letting it go? Yeah. Most of my clients have been their Their mindset's pretty positive and that they're, they're just kind of at their wits end. And they're like, you know what, just let it go. Yeah. But um, we, we, we all have those sentimental items. And I think it's very important to have those sentimental items. Um, you know, they may be big, they may be small, but even like the bigger items, if we took pictures and we got rid of the item, um, there's there's different ways to go about it. Um, for example, my one client, her daughter has tons of the ginormous carnival animals that all have meaning to her. And I had mentioned the idea of creating a photo album of these animals. So that mm. way these huge animals, we're not trying to, you know, are taking up all this precious space. So yeah. Some connections are deeper than others. Um, so you just, again, kind of have to feel it out client by client. Mm-hmm. And, or if they are stuck on something and they're really struggling to let go of something, you know, okay, maybe we kind of step away from this and then we come back to it in, you know, three months and see how we're feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this has kind of been out of sight, out of mind. How do we feel about that? Are, are we ready to let this go? Do we maybe need to give it a little bit more time? Everybody's you know, time reference is going to be a little different. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that that's good because just saying no, you know, we're trying to get rid of as much as we can. We have to throw this away immediately. You know, that isn't always going to be effective and it might leave them feeling like they wish they had saved it. And then it, you know, can lead to them wanting to save everything. So I I think that that's a, a very gentle, effective way to go about it so that, you know, Obviously, we need to get rid of some things because that's the goal here. But also, if there are sacred items, that it's okay to hold on to those. You know, if 
in a in a reasonable way if every item is sacred you know exactly that's different but not every <laughs> item is sacred so yeah and, and with that in mind I feel like a lot of people and I feel like it's and maybe more so kind of like the, the elderly that have more of those kind of valuable historical items mm -hmm. um have kind of that fear of well this organizer is going to come in my house to make me get rid of everything and that's not the case at all mm -hmm. um just having the time and the patience to go through all these things and again it doesn't have to be all at once all encompassing but just kind mm -hmm. of taking it day by day you know little by little maybe I'm the one that's kind of tackling the getting things into the piles and then I bring the client into the picture and we go okay go through each of these items and you know you know how are we feeling about each of these what can we keep what what can go and just knowing that you know it's it's okay to keep things Mm -hmm. And I completely understand that there's going to be things of great value that are going to stay with us. Maybe it's something that's tucked away forever, but it's still something we, we need to hold on to um, and something we want to look back on for future generations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think the way that you go about it in the step-by-step -step way is super effective. And I that's how, you know, when I'm talking to my coaching clients about habit change, for example, you know, when you have a goal to you know, change your fitness or change your organizational space or whatever the goal is, it has to be facilitated in like small bite-sized chunks that are sustainable so that you can move on to the next step. And because so often, you know, like if we're using the gym as an example, it's like, oh, I'm going to go run five miles a day, you know, every day for a week or forever. And, and, you know, they might do it for the first week, but going at that fast of a pace that quickly isn't necessarily always sustainable. And so right. I think, you know, taking it corner by corner, room by room makes it, at least from my understanding of it, based on how you're explaining it, it makes it broken down into more sustainable bite-sized chunks for the client so that they're not feeling overwhelmed and they feel like, okay, this is possible. We're just going to start with zone A of the bedroom. <laughs> Right. you know, and then you eventually work through the rest of it. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And the word that comes to mind is manageable. So I'm making mm -hmm. this whole process manageable. Yeah. Um, and I get the clients involved and active and you, know, I give them tasks as well. So, you know, maybe we're working on corner A and maybe corner A has a ton of personal paperwork um, stuff that I can kind of get to the initial categories, but that's something that my client needs to go back through. Or maybe there's a bin of items that just need to be sorted through and they're not ready for me to go through it, but it's something that they need to deal with. But making mm -hmm. sure that they're dealing with that bin of items. And then when I come back, okay, so now I've got stuff to go into the appropriate spaces and we can continue this process. And again, it's not just all me doing the work, you know, we're working together side by side to, to get through the process. So, mm -hmm. and I'm teaching them along the way and you can see the excitement and, and the wheels turning in the conversations about, you know, what they're picking up and what they're learning and what they're getting really excited about and how they can visually see everything unfolding and kind of falling into its place in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's, I feel like that energy is so palpable. I could like feel it as you were talking through the screen, you know, just yeah. that, that building of excitement and watching. I feel like the fact that you get to have that before and after shot for people is 
just such a valuable tool because, you know, it's obviously things that aren't tangible are still valuable. Like, you know, I always say it's hard to do a before and after for acupuncture. It's like I was stressed (laughs) and now I'm not, but right. (laughs) You know, but, but it's, I think for people being able to visually watch these changes happen and watch themselves be a part of this process and see that it's possible and it's possible to sustain it. I feel like that's, that energy is really helpful in keeping people going and, and want it like, you know, your client's daughter, she sees a nice big clean room and she's like, Ooh, I I like this. I want this every day. Like, how do I do this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a proud moment. um, I love to put together the photo collages and just kind of see things side by side. Like, wow, this is where we were. This is where Mm -hmm. we are today. And no, it wasn't just me. It was us. We did this together Mm -hmm. and anything's possible. Any organizing disaster, um, (laughs) you know, can come back from anything. You can come back from anything. You can do anything. Um, And a lot of that, again, kind of falls back to the mindset and how you feel about a space and how it makes you, you know, and how you react to it and things Mm -hmm. like that. Do you discuss the mindset component a lot with people? Like, is that an active part of what you do with clients? That's going to be more up and coming. I would say Um, we definitely try and figure out, okay, how did the space get this way? Maybe they don't know how the space got that way. Um, where do they, we, we definitely go into the vision, the greater picture. What do you, what do you envision this room looking like once we get done with this project? Mm-hmm. Um, I love to hear kind of their input on things. Cause it's not just the ideas that I want to share that I think might make sense, but they might have a different perspective that makes perfect sense, even better sense than what I have to bring to the table mm-hmm. or, you know, their thought process on even how to go about organizing the spaces because, okay, you know, for, for my client, for example, maybe corner A is a priority and then corner B is the next priority. And then we're going to just kind of not do it that full circle round. And that's okay too. We need to do what makes sense. So just taking into both perspectives from, you know, the, from the organizer and from the client and again, customizing what makes sense for them. What can they handle? What do they need now? how can we continue to add on with each and every session and see the progression? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Um, so for, to kind of wrap us up for today, I'm, I'm curious if there's any like main nugget of wisdom you want the listeners to take away from this, to take away in terms of the concept of home organization and how it can benefit them. Like what's the What's the key point that you, that you want them to walk away with? Definitely the clarity and taking ownership of your time and, and to conquer that clutter and, and take that 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the day and bring mm-hmm. the family together and have fun and, you know, make it part of your life. And there is no perfect home. And even once an organizer steps foot in your house, it's not going to be perfect at all times because we're all living life. Just realizing we're all human. We're all living space. Spaces are going to come apart yet again, but Mm -hmm. then just knowing that it's possible to maintain and we can bring it back together. Yeah. Yeah. And having those systems in place and learning from you the most effective ways to do it so that they can replicate it in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Teach a man to fish, right? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. Um, well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today in regards to all of this that I didn't bring up already? Um, I would love to share that within the next six months, I'll be working on getting certified as a life and health coach. So I'll be Woo-hoo! adding that mental wellness component. I'm super excited about that. Um, Cause again, I'm just, you know, growing more um, in knowledge from, you know, cause it's great for me personally, but to dive deeper with my clients and, and help them beyond getting organized, um, helping them to maintain and just making the most of life and, um, you know, maintaining those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so excited for you about that and everyone check her out when she gets certified. Um, And so with that being said, uh, how can people contact you and get in touch with you? Yeah, so it's very easy to get in touch with me. You can call me by phone 443-681-0115. Feel free to check out my website, email me. It is jkorganizingllc at gmail.com. I also have uh, Calendly as well. So calendly.com slash JK Organizing LLC. I believe that'll open up everything. So for my established clients, you can choose your sessions. I can do um, book the virtual organizing. You can schedule your complimentary consultation with me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and just about every other platform out there. So not too hard to get, get in contact with. Yeah. And I'll include all that information in the show notes, guys. So you'll be able to reference it whenever needed. Um, But, oh gosh, thank you so much for being here today. It's been such a pleasure as always chatting with you. And I think that this is going to be a great, great source of inspiration and motivation for folks, especially, you know, as spring cleaning time is is upon us right now. I think a lot of people can benefit from your services and, uh, you know, clearly what we've talked about, it, it illuminates the fact that it is helping your overall wellness as well. It's not just about the physical. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be everything if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It is my goal to spread as much healing energy and education as possible. And every little bit helps. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, namaste.